Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. What a pleasure to be here today. You know, Prosperity Month brings up different things for different people. Have you noticed that, and I don't know if this is uniquely an American thing or not, but have you noticed we tend to be a little bit shy about talking about money? It's almost one of those taboo subjects, like uh, in polite company, what, we, we don't talk about, uh, oh, I don't know, sex, and we don't talk, well, sometimes we do talk about politics and wish we shouldn't. <laughs> Uh, but the other sort of taboo subject, I think, is money, and it's interesting. I actually love talking about money. We, we tend to reserve the month of October and a little bit of November for doing it as part of our annual pledge program. But you know, the riches of the universe, whether it's money, whether it's love, as uh, as you so uh, beautifully sang about, Kelly, the riches of the universe are here to enjoy. We don't need to be ashamed of it, and we should be able to share our ideas and thoughts and, and techniques for having more abundance in the world. And so that is the Partners in Prosperity program. Every year we, we do our best to give you the tools necessary, the spiritual tools and some practical tools for making your life richer. And by richer, I mean, well, certainly money, yes, that would be a good thing, but richer in terms of relationships, richer in terms of uh, connections to other people, richer in terms of your connection to your higher power and so forth. There's always room for what? More life, more love, more joy, more health. All of the good things in life are for us and there's no reason that we shouldn't have them. Well, that's the program that we put on. Uh, today, I think I want to start with a quote from the book to get us started on this idea of the rich mentality. So this is from Prosperity. Annie Ricks Millitz's book uh, has been in continual publication for over a hundred years. An amazing book. Here in chapter six, under the rich mentality, she says, riches are primarily a state of mind and not a matter of accumulation of money or things. Having a rich mind will necessarily be represented by plenty of the world's goods, either in possession or at command. So here, remember last week I talked a little bit about that idea of going from the inside out. Here's what she's saying is the rich mind then necessarily will produce plenty of the world's goods, either in possession or at your command. And then she goes on, and I love this part, a little bit of a warning. But to have millions and to lack the fertility of mind to share them is to be like the mule that bears rich ore on his back out of the mine. He only knows the burden of it and never the actual riches. So today I, I want to talk about this idea of the rich mentality. So what is it? The rich mentality are the thoughts, beliefs, and ways of being that promote that sense of luxury and richness in our own mind, that sense of sufficiency, that belief that we have enough, we'll always have enough. It's a mind that feels like there's enough right now and that more good is on its way. It's that positive outlook 
of your finances, of your love life, of your success, of your business. It's that positive outlook that what is coming your way is good and what you have right now is sufficient and good. And I found the perfect illustration of it uh, in a joke. So a terrible storm ripped most of the roof off the grand old church. A few days later, it was Sunday, and the congregation met in the sanctuary with nothing but blue sky and clouds for a ceiling. The pastor gave a wonderful sermon about change and using our faith to rebuild the church to even new heights. He got a big applause, and the basket began circling for the offering. A gentleman raised his hand, Pastor, do we have the savings to pay for the roof? I'm afraid not, said the minister. We spent most of our savings setting up the soup kitchen for the poor. A woman piped up from the back, can we dip into our endowment fund, Pastor? Well, uh, the endowment fund only allows us to withdraw the interest. And unfortunately, interest rates have been low lately. There's really not much we can tap into. Well, said a third person from the back, why do you seem so confident? Where is this money exactly going to come from? The pastor smiled, looked at the offering basket, moving slowly down one of the aisles. It will come from wherever it is right now. (laughs) It's the rich mentality, right? That dear old church had been there for, what, I don't know, a hundred years? through different congregants, through different pastors, an enduring testament to the the love and the faith of the people that go there every day. Why would anyone think that a storm could tear something like that apart, right? And so the pastor, completely confident, not, not really knowing whether they'd raised the money certainly that day or that week, but knowing without question that the roof would be repaired that the people coming on Sunday would see their way to making it happen one way or another. How many of us have doubts about our, either our finances or about our situation in life? Now be honest. It's, it's not harmful. All right. All, all of us have some doubts. It's perfectly natural. I have doubts. We doubt for, <laughs> oh, some of you are surprised. <laughs> I have doubts. There's nothing wrong with it. That's what makes us human. We can't always maintain this idea of the rich mentality 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But what I do know is that we have the capability of you might say farming our own mind, of, of weeding out the thoughts that are against having a rich mentality. We have the ability, if you will, to have that interior dialogue. And I'll, I'll share a tool with you that I actually learned in a foster parenting class. Some of you know that uh, for about 10 years of my life, I was an emergency foster care parent. And over the course of 10 years, I had about 80 different uh, kids that lived with me, mostly teenagers. Very rewarding. Very difficult, though, too. I got to tell you, you know, a teenager shows up at midnight because you know, it was either that or juvenile hall, and they picked me. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, not always a piece of cake. But in one of the trainings that they gave to us foster parents, they called it the nevertheless method. 
And so we would use it on teens when they were being a little bit confrontive. Uh, you know, someone that didn't want to do something or someone that didn't want to cooperate very well. And it's very straightforward, right? If someone comes to you and say, no, I don't want to go to school today. I just don't feel like it. You would just calmly say, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Nevertheless, let's get ready. We'll talk about it on the way to school. I understand you're going through a rough patch. You know, I understand where you are. Nevertheless, this is the truth of what's going to happen today. And it's just very calm and, uh, and collected. You don't try to refute what they're feeling. You don't try to negate in any way what's going on in their mind. You just say, nevertheless, today, this is what's going to happen. And let's talk about it more when you get home from school kind of thing. Well, it works great on teenagers. It works great on Larry, too. <laughs> and I would offer this up as a tool for your own ability to do some weeding, to do some cleaning up of the thoughts circling in your head. When you have those doubts, when you worry about how something is going to be financed, when, when the roof is torn off, it, it, metaphorically, of, uh, of your own home, what are the thoughts that circle around? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to manage in this new job that I don't really feel qualified for? How am I going to deal with this relationship that seemed so wonderful one week and so contentious the next? And you're, you're urged to say, this is the way it is and it's negative. What I do when I have that thought, when I say to myself, there's no way that I see this happening, then I go, Nevertheless, you have access to the riches of the universe. There will be a solution. When I'm feeling that the relationship that I'm in has gotten contentious to the point where maybe it can't be repaired, I say to myself, nevertheless, it is God's good pleasure to bring love into this situation. And where love is present, we will find a way. When I'm worried a little bit about work or um, how well a job interview went, I say to myself, nevertheless, you are worthy of that job. And you showed up in an authentic way that will draw people to you intrinsically. You are worthy of that. Do you see how the nevertheless works? And it, it, it's not much of a leap to realize what we're talking about is affirmations, you know, something that we have taught in science of mind for, well, I don't know, but as long as there probably has been science of mind, right? We've been doing affirmations, but, but often in the class, we write them down on sticky notes and put them up on mirrors or, or have them on our screensavers. And those work great, don't get me wrong, but what a blessing to have affirmations at our disposal in our own head when we need them the most. So consider this a tip. It works with teenagers. It could work with you. <laughs> Nevertheless, my truth is love. Nevertheless, my truth is abundance. Nevertheless, I realize I'm having a bad day. I realize these thoughts of despair are here for me now. Nevertheless, 
God is also present. Nevertheless, my faith is here to get me off to school. And we will talk about this later. It's an amazing and beautiful tool that I learned from foster parenting. Who, who would guess? Who would guess? I also want to give you some more tips, though, about this idea of the rich mentality, because our faith informs our thoughts. Let, let me have this digest for just a minute. Our faith informs our thoughts. So what is our faith? Our faith is that God is everywhere present. Our faith is that the universe is, uh, is wealthy. It has everything that could possibly be needed in it, whether it's love or joy or peace or abundance, the universe without limit. This is our faith. Our faith is that we're one with that power and presence, that we don't have to look any further than the uh, than our own hands and our own heart to to sense that unity with all good. These are the elements of faith that we have in the science of mind. How about if those elements of faith inform our thoughts? Now, thoughts come and go. You know, I'm a grateful member of one of the 12-step programs. And uh, and I remember early on in uh, sobriety, uh, I went to my sponsor and I said, I got to tell you, I'm still thinking about a glass of whiskey um, m- more than I like. Uh, I mean, I'd been clean and sober for probably about three months. And, and I would say, I-, I tell you, I can smell alcohol on someone's breath from like eight blocks away. <laughs> and it may be my imagination, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> and, uh, and it was interesting because my sponsor, a very wise gentleman, said to me, well, it's okay to have those thoughts. We're all going to have thoughts that are unwelcome in our own heads. But he said, think of them as, as though they were birds. Birds fly into our awareness and fly away. You don't need to worry about them until they start building a nest. (laughs) And so I offer that up. We're going to have those negative thoughts. We're going to have those self-doubts. We're going to have those worries about where the money's going to come from, what's going on with this relationship, how we can approach doing different things. And if those negative thoughts are in and out, so to speak, that is no big deal. But when they start building a nest, when we start feeling that sense of worry building up, when you begin noticing that you're spending a good deal of your time on the negative side of things, let us use that nevertheless technique. Let us have it ready. Let us be aware. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's true. The situation I'm in has factual negative elements of it. You don't need to deny what's going on. But nevertheless, your beliefs, your faith should inform your thoughts. Nevertheless, the abundance of the universe is here for me to use and to have. Nevertheless, it doesn't matter what's going on right now. What I know is that the future will bring something better. 
and that I have the ability to plug into better decision making, that my intuition and my faith will inform my thoughts and lead me into an area of greater good. It's the way that it works. It's the way that it's promised to us through our faith. Well, I can't help but give you one more tool that I do use to love. Nevertheless, is one that I use nearly every day. Uh, but also, when, when I get a little bit stuck, and, and I think we can all resonate with the idea of stuck, that same old, same old. It's like nothing much is going wrong, but nothing much is going right either. I think that just shows that we're in a creative lull. And I would offer one of my other favorite tools to you, which is visualization. If we want to have a rich mentality, we need to have a rich field of possibilities to look forward to and accept into our life. And, and let's do this one together as a group, if you don't mind. I'd invite you to close your eyes for a moment and just think of something that you would love to experience. It might be the trip of a lifetime. It might be a fabulous new job. It could be taking a primary relationship to the next level, the next level of love and commitment. It might be a fabulous job. It might be a hobby that you'd really like to explore. You get to decide, but think of something that you would love to experience. Now begin fleshing out the details in your mind, if you will. Visualize that day. Visualize that experience. What does it look like? What are the elements of it? Are you by yourself? Are you with friends? Can you picture the surroundings? How would you be showing up if this event or this happening, we're, we're going on right now, just picture yourself in it. And then go one step further and picture how you're feeling about it. Is it a feeling of success or love? Is your heart racing with excitement? Is it that sense of accomplishment and satisfaction? What feelings go with this wonderful experience that you'd like to have? Is it exhilaration or deep peace? Maybe different from each one of us, but, but really put yourself in it and have the feelings of it. This is me. This is me having this wonderful experience. This is the rich mentality. Wave aside any, any wonders of how you would pay for it or how you would get there. No, no, no. You're having it. It's for you. You're in it. Allow anything that would stand in its way just to dissolve. It's not the truth of you. This is the rich mentality. Go ahead and, and open your eyes. Uh, you know, when I was, um, I think it was middle school, I got written up a couple times for daydreaming. I got to tell you, I am so proud of my daydreams. <laughs> I am so proud 
of the rich mentality that was birthed in middle school around me learning how to really dream. And not dream in a far away, this will never happen to me wistful way, but daydreaming knowing that our dreams can be and will be present for us when we maintain that rich, rich mentality. Well, I want to close today with another quote from the book and a prayer. This really was one of my favorite chapters in the book. I hope many of you are going to be staying for the, um, the connection circle afterwards so that we can discuss it in more detail and kind of personalize it a little bit. So she says, you are not building up this rich mentality. It is already there. In all of its fullness, all of its perfection, it is your part to simply uncover it, to cooperate with it, to believe in it. Then, like the lilies of the field, the law that is within you will operate and bring this good to you. And now is the time, and here is the place, that we prove to ourselves the masterful word of the Almighty. It presses the kingdom of heaven down into our daily experience until poverty shall be known no more, nor any poor, but all shall come to their thrones, the glorified sons and daughters of the Most High. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, and one love. There's just this one thing, and it's everything. All of the good, all of the life, all of the joy, all of the perfection, all of the wholeness, all of the unity, all of it, all of it here with us, as us, and through us. And so on this day, I know it is within the hearts of each person to claim a little more of this good, to develop the rich mentality, knowing that we are sufficient right as we are, and that we draw even more good to us through that sufficiency. I know that our faith informs our thoughts, and that we can use that nevertheless technique to put aside and downplay the negative thoughts that may pass through our minds. Nevertheless, good is at hand. Nevertheless, I am worthy. Nevertheless, I am rich. And for this, I give great thanks. I give thanks for the riches that are mine. I give thanks for the riches that are not mine, knowing that sufficiency always is the gift that is so freely given by God. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure to have you here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org 
and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.